The following episode is sponsored by Micanopy Winery and Countryside Vineyards. Find them online at micanopywinery.com. Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am feeling really good. And I just want to tell you, I am so excited about today's show. Me too. I am so excited. See, the, the title in and of itself had me like, whoa. Yeah. Wine, yeah. weed, women, and wads of cash. Can we do this like a couple of times, <laughs> you know, a year where we just have this conversation? Okay. And the fact that we can talk about the weed, the cannabis, the CBD on 420. Oh, I boy. Mean, Girl, I hey, mean, what like, time is it right now? <laughs> 420, of right? Of course it is. 420. Of course it is. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I like to say some things are just um, in alignment. That is right. <laughs> that is right. So, I mean, it, we couldn't ask for a better day to talk about wine and weed and women. And, and wise of cash. cash. All right. So would you mind introducing us to our guest for today? I, I know you don't know him I, that well. So if you won't <laughs> mind just... Just introducing I, him. I would be delighted. I'm going to be smiling the whole time I'm reading this. But this is my good friend, Matthew Bowman, known to everyone as Matt. He is a native of Walterboro, South Carolina, and a graduate of who? Florida A&M No, wait, really? Yeah. I no, can't believe it. You found somebody from Florida <laughs> A&M to bring to that show? Wow. Let me tell you. He, he is... He, I I love Matt. Anyway, so <laughs> from FAMU, he went on to flight school for the U.S. Navy. He His successful tenure in the Navy included becoming the acting director of diversity for the U.S. Navy. But now as a retired Navy man, he lives a slightly different life. He is the own operator of Micanopy Winery at Countryside Vineyard in Micanopy, Florida. As if he didn't have enough to do, Matt is embarking on the world of growing hemp and or cannabis. Mm-hmm. He, is, he currently serves on the board of the National Minority Hemp Association and Minorities for Medical Marijuana. I'm doing my snaps. That's, that's awesome right there. Well, I, I mean, just listening to that was exciting. Hey, welcome, Matt. Welcome, welcome. Glad to be here, Rebecca. Glad to be here. You guys, thank you for that warm introduction. Thank you. Yay. Seriously, Matt and I go back to freshman year at Florida A&M. We're both uh, students of um, Sybil Mobley, the School of Business and Industry. Okay, just so, more connections, business school. I tell you, that, well, that you know Florida what? A&M must have something going on right. I keep yeah. meeting Let's fascinating get, people. Uh, no, Patty Foot, Florida and them. That's you know, that's you know we have to get that in. Yes. To- you I, I will say this about our school. We call ourselves family. And I think we all mean that from the depths of our heart. When we meet people who um have gone through our school, we treat them like their family because we already know they have a certain kind of heart. Right? No, that's excellent. Yeah. So I I wanted to ask you because, you know, we're in this 
I would like to call it post-pandemic, but we're not post yet. We are still Mm -hmm. in the middle of it. And I know that you own and operate a winery. During the pandemic, there were so many people I saw going to wineries as a safe way to socialize. You know, you just saw groups of ladies oftentimes going and having wine or or nice dates because you could drink outside. So could you tell us a little bit about your winery? Is that a place where where I could go and hang out? You know, so so Micanopy Winery is a 16-acre retreat set in the heart of Florida. It is surrounded by oak trees. It is you know, palmettos, palm trees, citrus, flowers, and of course, great wine, right? So that's why people come. It's, it's for the wine. We're a Southern winery, so we grow uh, muscadine grapes. We have uh, different varieties. We have, you know, red, whites, blushes. We also have some blueberry wines from a partner winery that um, we provide to clients. But, you know, we're truly Southern, right? So I mean, you come down here, you know, it's it's muscadine wine and and sweet tea and soul food and just all those things that make you think of the South. So that's where we're at. You know, during this COVID, when people were trying to get out and get away, we were a respite. We are a respite for people who want to find some peace and quiet. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media um, platforms. But at the end of the day, it's all about relationships good food, good wine, and good friendships. I want to go now. I know. I know. But Matt, I just need to understand, like, you own a winery. You own a vineyard. So, like, there are a bunch of Black people doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the great things about the, you know, so on the East Coast, or from 2013 to 2018, mm-hmm. there was really only... um three black wineries on the East Coast, the entire East Coast, right? From New York down to Key West. But one of the things that happened during the pandemic is we have an association of African-American vintners. I had 18 members before the Mm -hmm. pandemic as a result of the pandemic and people having time to really evaluate their lives. It's now jumped to 117 members. Whoa. Whoa. So that's dramatic. Um, We have um, black owned wineries, you know, listen, I now I do. We have one in Florida. We have one in South Carolina. But moreover, mm-hmm. I want to encourage your listeners to come into this wine space. Right? It's mm-hmm. not about me. It's about creating opportunities in viticulture for women, people of color, and just underrepresented people. So in in Louisiana, we now have a woman-owned urban winery. And in North Carolina, there's a winery now outside of Charlotte. Charlotte. And in mm-hmm. Florida, we have. Um, there's now three of us here in Florida. So listen, she is blossoming. I mean, kind of, it's kind of a back to the land move, but I love it. And for, if you want to get away, mm-hmm. you want to relax, you want to get away from the kids, mm-hmm. you want to get away. From, there is no better place than to come to a winery. There's no better place. A winery is the ultimate, penultimate relaxation, get away and enjoy yourself. Spot. Why haven't we done mommy retreats? I just don't understand. We we should have done. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. And, you know, pandemic kind of messed our travel plans up for this, this year, but it's coming. It's coming. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's Mm -hmm. a good thing and a bad thing about being in Florida. Florida Mm -hmm. 
never close down for business. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Y'all, I mean, y'all are some crazy. interesting folks in Florida. Yeah, listen, we different in Florida. We are different, you know, for better or for worse. You know, whenever something happens, you can always bet there's a Florida man somewhere involved in it if it's truly crazy. So, you know, in a, in a pandemic, um, largely Florida stayed open. And for our industry in particular, I think that that was a good thing because so many people were trapped in apartments in suburban homes with small lots. And so having a place for people to go was important. Wow. So you didn't have to shut down at any point. You were just able to keep doing what you do and maybe even get more people there, right? Yeah. So for us, we do by appointments largely and weekends. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was um, essentially business as usual because of the volume of people that we have coming through. It's really small groups, people that we know. So I enjoyed it. Um, you know, in May, we're May, June, we're going to get back to more larger group gatherings. But for the people who rode through, and a lot of them from, were from Florida and them, we really had a good time on those Saturdays and Sundays. We really did. Mm-hmm. See, I need to, to plan a good date with my husband and I'm thinking, mm, I think I got some ideas going on. Hey, Tawanda, listen, we got uh, across the street, we have one of the South's best bed and breakfasts, one of the top ranked mm. bed and breakfasts in the country. It is a Southern mansion with a winding staircase and a veranda and a swing and under an oak tree canopy. Listen, it's, you know, if you want to have a staycation, a romantic vacation, Whatever you want to call, mm. I'm down. Down the floor. He just wow. threw me up. Drew, drew me I a know. picture. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm like, okay, so I already I know where I'm going to stay. I know where I'm going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk oh. around this citrus and flowers and, and oh, my goodness. Oh, and, and, yeah. And then when you get hungry, when you get hungry, because you will get hungry, um, we have in the middle of Florida, straight from Italy, straight from Naples, Italy, Across the street is my good friend, Antonio, who has authentic Italian restaurant. It is reservation only, but if you are a guest of mine, you are a friend of his. So you come down, Rumel, you and Jimmy come down, the listeners come down, and I think they'll have truly a world-class experience here in Florida. Okay, so we're going to write down the name of the bed and breakfast that you mentioned. (laughs) We're going to write down the Italian restaurant and, of course, your place and how we can contact you. Because you just at least, I know I heard a good time for my husband and I. But if we want to do like a couple's vacation and do it for Mel, we could do this. We could definitely do this. So I didn't even know this is where this call was, you know, this was going. But... (laughs) Oh my goodness! I'm all excited. She's like, I'm all excited. Well, I, I, I'm, I don't know where to start with this because we have the wine. We have a, you know, you have the bed and breakfast. You, you have food for us. But how do you go from doing the winery to growing cannabis? Like, how was that transition? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, so you got this beautiful. I'm looking at this. I'm seeing, you know grapes and citrus and and all that and then somewhere it smells a little funny right i mean so like what's going on how do you go from wine to weed please tell us yeah back in 2015 at a wine event i met ros mccarthy who is really one of the top influencers in the country in terms of cannabis she and i became fast friends she was starting an organization called minorities for medical marijuana 
I think there was four of us because it was still federally illegal and they hadn't legalized even hemp. And she was looking for people to support her. I heard her vision to empower a whole generation of people to be a part of this coming green rush. And we started Minorities for Medical Marijuana. And here we are six years later, uh, 26 chapters in 26 states, um, two international chapters, and have just been a part of this whole movement uh, over the last six years. So that's how I got started. Started growing hemp in 2018 in South Carolina, uh, and then uh, 2019 season. 2020 with COVID slowed everything down, but 2021, um, we're putting hemp in the ground in Florida. So, um, you know, wow. hemp and marijuana, two first cousins. So, you know, I like to say on the CBD side, uh, get well, not high. Mm -hmm. uh, but listen, recreational um, cannabis is coming. So I'm, I'm, that is that is fascinating uh, that you've got an opportunity to, to grow. Can you tell me a little bit more about this get healthy, not high so let, let's talk about the parts of growing cannabis that people don't ever tell you about. Okay. It is, I don't care whether you take six plants and put it on your patio or whether you do six acres of cannabis. There is a beauty in the cannabis plant that uh, is surprising. And I grow a lot of different agriculture. But I think what I like about the cannabis plant is that a lot of the medicinal benefits are in the female plants. And it is, whether it's the bud or the flower, once it gets 120 days or so, it's so aromatic and punji and sticky and gooey. And it's like, it has a personality all of its own. And so even if you just have two plants, you know, I, I name my plants, that's how close me and my plants get to them, especially the, the pretty ones. So, you know, <laughs> when the kids come out in the field, they'll say, oh, that's Bella. And I go, oh yeah, she pretty. She's pretty. That is a pretty plant. So. I've it, never it, heard it that. Is, yeah, it's it's that aesthetic of, of being a part of knowing what you, consuming what you have made, what mm -hmm. is yours. And I think that's something that people should look into. You know, but the other thing about it is there are so many parts of the plant. The plant is a medicine, is being researched all over the world. People hear about CBD in stores, but it's not just CBD. It's the alphabet soup of cannabinoids. So it's CBD, CBG. CBN. And so what I encourage people to do is as you consume the plant, either as an oil, a tincture, a sublingual, nano, however you decide to use it, go full spectrum, use the whole plant. Um, there's a couple terms that you'll hear. You'll hear isolate, which means that they have distilled the CBD out of the plant or the CBG. Um, but then you also hear full spectrum, which means they used all of it, all of the plant for your health. And that's what I encourage. Mm. There's, there's a whole language of, of cannabis. And, Clearly and there I, is, because I'm like, yeah, what? CB, what? It's the alphabet soup over <laughs> here. And I was like, I've only heard of CBD. And that's it. Everything else you said is like brand new to me. Like tincture and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, I don't know what. I didn't even know there are. were male and female Plants. plants. I was just like, what? Oh, yeah, you, I, I mean, you it. had me way back when. You're like, you're talking to them and they're, they're, they're female yeah, plants and what? So I have to absorb all of this. And maybe, you, yeah, thanks. Help me out. This is what they do. So this is what they do. You know, when I first started growing hemp, they sell you these very, very expensive all-female seeds. 
and they tell you that it's worth the money because the cannabis and the hemp has to be all females. So we didn't have the money, right, to, to buy all female seeds. So I said, give me the males and the females mixed together, 50-50 ratio. I don't care. So that's what one of my advisors told me. So we planted an acre and the plants came up and I looked at them and I said, hey, I got tricked. Somebody put some weeds in my weed seed. (laughs) (laughs) Say it three times fast. I was calling the man, I was calling my seed guy and I was complaining and he goes, no, Matt, the ones that look like weeds, the little skinny ones with the little balls hanging off of them, those those are males. Those are males. Get rid of those. So then I walked down the field, picking them out. And I was like, okay, how can you be confused on which one's a male and a female? Like, so now, even now when I buy seeds, I don't even buy feminized seeds. I'm like, listen, if you can't identify a male from a female, I I just don't know what to tell you. They look so different. Uh, Now, here is the problem. If you don't, this this is the key to growing hemp, right? This is the trick to growing good weed. So if you ever have to leave, leave your good government job and grow weed, this is the whole <laughs> trick to growing weed, okay? Okay. One male can ruin a whole crop. I am not going to make any man jokes about that I, right I, now. I, I'm just going to hold my tongue. Too. Go hold my tongue. Okay. I had to. I was like, <laughs> I was about to. And I was just like, no, we're not going to do that today. No male bash. <laughs> That, so one right. male no can ruin the whole thing and you had a whole mixture 50-50? I mean, that just sounds risky. It, it, it was, but uh, once you get out there and really see how easy it is to identify the males, um, you won't have any problems. The only one that's slightly tricky is um, hermaphrodites. Wait, the, what, what? Excuse me? Hermaphrodites. Hermaphrodites. We're talking about the plants, ones, right? That's right. That's right. The plants that have male and female parts. Those get a little tricky, but even then, You'll be looking at a female plant and then you'll move the leaves and then you'll start seeing some things that don't belong there. And you're like, okay, you got to go. Okay, you, you got, got to go. go. You can just pull it out. You just pull oh it up. And that's I... it. it it's, it's easy. You know, each plant is, you know, $400. So you don't need a whole bunch of Oh, wait, I'm you sorry. Start. You just pulled up like $400 every time? Those males don't do nothing? <laughs> no. Well, so what happens is if the hermaphrodites or the males for lack of a better term, you know, um, spread pollen all over the place and impregnate the females, then you've just lost the whole crop. So the marijuana will be seedy. The females will be impregnated. People don't want that. They want the no males, no pollination uh, weed. That's the good stuff. Oh, I don't even know what the good stuff is. That's the good yeah, stuff. So, so, now I know. So when, you, mm-hmm. when you smoke it, if it's seedy, every now and then you'll get a little off taste to it. And so people do not like that. Uh, they clean smoke. You know, it's so funny because I I don't, but I have heard people say, oh, don't get such and such because it's full of seeds. But I didn't know. I didn't have a reference. I didn't have a frame so of reference bad. for it. Right. You know, I was like, OK, seeds bad. But I didn't understand that that's because. It was impregnated. The oh, that's just so cool. That is, I'm I'm getting a lesson today. Everybody's getting a lesson every <laughs> hey, single look, weed, weed weed one hundred and one. So we've talked a little about wine, talked a little mm-hmm. about weed. That's that's weed one hundred and one. But it is truly one of the world's incredible plants. The things that it can do for you neurologically, whether you have PTSD, traumatic brain injury, or whether you just got a stressful life, right? 
Mm-hmm. So weed, weed will help. Okay. And if weed don't help, pick up a bigger hammer. And I believe me, wine will help. Okay. Weed doesn't help wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And on that note, I want to take a pause so we can get a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Ready to relax and get away? Then it's time to visit the plush green surroundings of the Micanope Winery in Gainesville, Florida. Black-owned and operated, this winery specializes in Southern wines and offers a great way to relax with friends and family. Join us for daily activities, including yoga, horseback riding, or kids' go-karts. We are open 365 days a year and are also 420-friendly. Located off of exit 374 on I-75, we are easy to find but hard to leave. Get more information at micanopewinery.com. Hey, welcome back. Matt, you've walked us through the fact of how you grow weed and all the things that kind of come with it. I'm sure it's not all of it. But, (laughs) you know, we wanted to also talk about women's relationship with, you know, with wine and weed and yeah, the industry. Yeah. You even said jump in. If if you're listening to this podcast, you know, jump into this. And I was like, how do I jump into this? What does that look like? You know, I sit in front of a computer all day for a living. How in the world would I do that? Right now I'm saying I can jump into it because I can go there. I can enjoy your uh, CBD relaxation teas and, and whatever you have to offer. But yeah, what did you have in mind when you said that? There's a three-step process to jump in it, right? So the first thing I would tell you to do is stick your toe in the water. Mm. Join Minorities for Medical Marijuana. Mm -hmm. Every Friday at one o'clock, we have a can of talk with Roz, one of the top-rated virtual conversations about cannabis. We bring in all the thought leaders, how to raise money, how to start small, how to bootstrap. There's literally... 50 plus conversations for a person who wants to stick their toe in. The next thing is after you stick your toe in, I think you need to go waist deep, right? Get a group of people, no more than five, and all you need is an acre. That's it. One acre. You in North Carolina can rent an acre of land for less than $500 a year. So if you get five people, if you put $100 in, okay, just $100. I know y'all got $100. Quit going to Red Lobster. Quit going to Ballyhoo. Save, <laughs> save $100 a year. Okay, you, Believe me, you got $500. Mm-hmm. Have the farmer cut the land. You all invest in about $5,000 worth of seeds and plants. Mm-hmm. So your portion, your own individual person portion is now only $1,100. That's it. For $1,100, you now are a hemp farmer. You're growing hemp. You're tending your crop. It's only going to be 120 days. So if you like it, if it's rewarding for you, you've now spent four months enjoying going through this process. Um, if you don't like it, then for the other eight months, just just let the land sit, give it back to the farmer, whatever. But that would be my recommendation. And I think, no, I don't think, I know this. If you do those two of the three steps, by the time you get to the third step, you will know what part of the industry you want to be in. Do you want to be in the agriculture side? Do you want to be in the distribution side? Do you want to be in the sales side? You will figure out pretty quick, quickly where your people are. Who do you resonate with? So anyway, that's the three steps. Look, that's free advice. 
I mean, the master class. Okay. That's free advice. advice. That was awesome. Oh my goodness. And the thing is, I'm over here in trees. Like, huh. I need you know, I've been looking for that my thing. Right. I and the thing about it is is like you said, you always think about maybe like buying an acre of land. But you're saying like you can rent. I had never thought about doing something like that but if someone has an acre of land that's just sitting there that's money for them and we can create a crop that hopefully will produce a lot of money now for cbd related if you have one acre um, Ramel, it's even better leasing even better than that because if you're say if i'm a farmer right Mm -hmm. and i have a thousand acres of land Mm -hmm. would i rather rent out five hundred dollars a year to a thousand people or do I really want to get on my tractor and work the land? If I could find 500 people who wanted to rent out, or even a thousand people who wanted to rent out the land, I would. I wouldn't plant a single thing. They would go, Matt, you sit in your farmhouse and watch these city slickers try to plant, and I would go, I sure do. And they paid me <laughs> half a million dollars, and I wasn't going to plant the whole thing anyway. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was going to leave the corners. Because I need places to turn around. So when they came to me and they said, can we get that back corner way in the back where no one can see? And, he, and I would go, sure. And when you came up to me with $500, I would come to my wife and I would go, do you know what they just did? <laughs> they crazy and paid me $500. Wow. Okay. All right. See, I'm, I'm on a mission. I didn't know this was where this was going, but I'm imagining. Yeah, now tell me this. I know it's, it's, if we're talking about an acre and we plant on an acre how, how do you make money with this I just want yeah I, I I'm curious and, and if if we can't go into it because this is your master class and you charge for this information don't hesitate to tell us so but I am curious if we were to do that and again North Carolina we're not legal and we have a few other extra uh, hurdles at this point outside of just growing it as CBD I, I might not be using all of the words um, uh, correctly. You're like, you're like, I'm just using words at this uh, yeah, point. Yeah, but Let's you know what, what I'm happens. saying. <laughs> so this is what this is how you would do it, and it is part of the master's class. But look, this is why your <laughs> listeners listen because they get value, right? That's they right. get information they would never get otherwise. Mm-hmm. So this is what you do: you decide which part of the plant you want to focus on. You're growing outdoors, so it will not be perfect, but you're going to decide which part of the plant you're going to grow on. So are you going to focus on the roots, which people use to make medicine? Mm-hmm. And then you go, I don't care what it looks like above ground. I'm really only concerned about the health of the roots. It's one way to do it. Okay. Are you concerned about the stalks and the, the selling it for biomass, i.e. you're going to grow it for hemp, right? Because it's legal in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what you're going to do is you're going to go to one of these processors and go, listen, we grew an acre of hemp. We grow, we have 3,000 plants. It's, you know, X amount of pounds of just stalks and leaves. Um, we got it tested one time, so it doesn't have high THC, mm-hmm. uh, but 0.3%. Do you want it? And the processors now will buy it and you will recoup your investment. Now, will you make a fortune? No. But what you're going to do is you're setting yourself up so that when cannabis becomes legal, you're not trying to learn how to grow it. After two or three seasons of doing this one acre, you'll go, I know how to grow it. I can actually look at disease plants. I can look at overwatering, underwatering. And now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're 
you're getting paid to get an education in cannabis. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, those of us who are in the industry are using hemp merely so that we can get best practices, Mm -hmm. figure out what works for our local area. And everyone is waiting for recreational. Wow. Oh, this is good. Oh, I see the wads of cash in this episode right (laughs) now. My visions of wads of cash. Uh, Tawana, I'm glad you said that, you know, wads of cash of the four W's, wine, weed, women, wads of cash is truly my only drug. All right. That's my drug of choice. That is so funny. You you got wine and weed, but you're okay. That's cool. I I, I forget women. women. He's he's like, forget all that. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, you could have the best flower in the world. Okay. Grown indoors in Oregon or Colorado. You could have supermodels in Rihanna and you could have, you know, some of my wine and some of the world's best wines. But if you walk in and just wave a dollar bill, my eyes would be like, they go, that Matt, <laughs> that is a drug for real. You hear me? That is a drug. Well, then that means that it, when you are dedicated to that, then you know that the information he's giving about, you know, growing the hemp. He's not chasing it for no money. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, there must it. be some money in it if Matt is in it. it that's what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I say that unapologetically, right? So you know, so many um, black people, um, in particular, you know, when it comes to why we do things, we mm-hmm. give a lot of reasons, right? The the greater good, to give back, to leave a legacy, to just to be a different value added bit. I believe in all those things. But I also believe in being unapologetically profit driven. So why go into business? You go into business to make money. And it's very important that we say that because um, I think many of us are altruistic um, in the things yeah. that we do, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, here. I mean, I, you know, Ramel will tell you, I think I'm in every organization. I got my black mail card. Yeah. Like, you know, I got some in so many committees and volunteer organizations and NAACP, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, 100 Black Men of Greater Florida, Phi Beta Sigma, uh, the Navy, the Black Naval Aviators. I think I got about 10 different service organizations. But the only reason I'm able to give them time is because when I'm not giving my time to the greater good, I'm giving my time to making dollars. It it gives you the space to be give back to give because yeah. the most important thing I have is time mm-hmm. and so you know um you know you you know, I, we haven't heard the kids in the background but you know we homeschool mm-hmm. right so we're on that whole um Florida A&M inspired uh you know nationalism team building nation building multi-generational you know it doesn't matter whether you're listening in um Raleigh North Carolina or Moscow Russia right <laughs> this hot information that you all put out is useful yeah. Oh, yes, it is. It's like because if nobody else uses it, I will. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm serious. I was. I think I got five friends. I got four friends. <laughs> I only need four, and uh, I can. I can find land too. Mm-hmm. 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 Why not me? Yeah. Why not you? Why not, Why not us? That's right. We already work together. I know for real, <laughs> for real. And, and I know, and I know a guy. Time. I know a guy who could yeah, give us some good tips and advice. I know. 
Man, you're going to be tired of us, boy. We're going to be up in your face because I know this bed and breakfast oh. and this nice little Italian restaurant and this really, really great winery. Oh, gosh. I I am so excited. I You know what? When we started this whole thing with Matt, I was expecting a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. It, like, this this was, was so much better than what I had in mind. This is so much better. I'm, I'm about to make money. I don't know about <laughs> you. This woman's I, gone on a mission. I know that there's a space for us here. And I and the thing about with mar- marijuana or... Cannabis. Health, We're going to go with cannabis. Cannabis, whatever. I just know in this space as it grows. Um, I've always been concerned about the fact that Black people have been the ones who've been prosecuted. For That's I meant to talk it. about that. Thank you, Ramel. But we don't talk about our involvement on the legal side. And so it's good to hear someone who is getting into this, who is a Black man, who is challenging this, this space and is encouraging us to get into it. And so I appreciate, Matt, the fact that you would you know, give of yourself and tell other people, hey, it's really not that, it, you can do this. It's really not that expensive. The The barrier to get into it may not be as bad as you think. And so I appreciate that. And I think it was, it's so empowering to it women. Is. Absolutely. We can have our own, you know, so many times we, our partners are the ones that necessarily provide or are part of that. And so it was, it's nice as a woman to know, hey, this is something I can get into and I can be ready. I can be ready. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. you know what? I, I know it's almost time to go, but I had, mm-hmm. I had another question uh, specifically for you, Matt, because you said a lot of things that, that seemed to resonate. And I wanted to know, is there a stigma around growing cannabis and um, it, it really sounds risky to be black and, and growing cannabis, I guess, around uh, the, the legal thing Ramel was talking about. So could you respond to both of those about the, the stigma and whether it's tough to be like a black man, a black person in this business? So I'll say it like this. Uh, no matter the industry, black people historically have always been on the ground floor, but somehow we fall down the steps. As everyone else goes up the steps, we fall down the steps. Online education, HBCUs were kind of the pioneers in this whole concept of distance learning and and online, not necessarily online education, but definitely distance learning. So when online education comes, um, you have Western Governors University, Started in like the 80s or 90s. Now, 90,000 students, no HBCU in the country. If all the HBCUs in the country put their online students together, they can't match Western Governors University. And so we tend to wait too late to be a part in a big way in any of these new industries. So cannabis is coming. There is a stigma attached to it. But what makes it when I brought here an African-American say there's a stigma attached to it. You, you are your nephews and your sons and your brothers have already been locked up for drug related. Offense. Like what more, what are they going to do to you? You're listen, you're a black man. You already, your, your incarceration rates for nonviolent offenses 
and cannabis-related offenses are already so high that somebody looking down on you because you're in the weed business, you really, I encourage everyone to get beyond that. It's going to be just like the vaccine. First of all, six months ago, nobody wasn't going to take it. Mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. DNA. And now 200 million Americans or 200 million doses of vaccine have been given. And I'm looking around going, what happened to all the naysayers? The same thing will happen in cannabis. It will go from being a stigma where you are looked down upon to three years from now, they're going to come to you and go, you were brilliant. Mm -hmm. Who told you to get in this? How did you know? And you go, you are the same person who told me I'm ruining my professional career by talking about cannabis on that podcast. And now three years later, two Maseratis and a Cadillac later, (laughs) you now want to know how can you get into it? And you're going to be telling people it's too late. The the good old days of just going out there and getting an acre and throwing some um, seeds in the ground and getting a hoe and somebody else finally finding somebody who will get a tractor and plow it. Those days are gone. It's Mm -hmm. now they use robots. It's the cost that you're going to get. The price that people are willing to pay for good hemp is zero Mm -hmm. because people are growing millions of acres. So now is the time. Now is the time to get in. And that's that's really what I want to encourage. And yes, you will be stigmatized. My own parents were anti-hemp. Anti, I'm a military officer. Mm-hmm. My mama's a teacher. My daddy's a military officer. We don't do reefer. We don't do reefer mm-hmm. in my family. But now they they send me letters, articles. You should be growing more hemp. I'm like, <laughs> y'all don't even like him. <laughs> I don't send the articles to grow. Believe me, I'm growing all I can. So. So I think that that's a part of the conversation, right? You just kind of got to embrace it. You're going Mm -hmm. to be challenged. Mm -hmm. You're going to be challenged on your beliefs. And then after it's all said and done, they're going to look at you and think that you are precedent and brilliant and ahead of the power curve. Homeschoolers, Black homeschoolers face the same problem. We were looked at as crazy three years ago. And now I walk into people's houses and they look at my homeschool classroom and they go, oh, my homeschool classroom is way nicer than yours. And I actually blink for two reasons. One, because these are the same people who would never have homeschooled their kids. And two, they're actually right. Their classrooms are phenomenal. Once they really got into it, they did it in a way that I had never thought about doing a classroom in the house. Cannabis will be no different. You and your five friends or four friends will get out there and you will grow a strain of cannabis that none of us have ever thought about and we will all be blown away. And I'll go, you know what? When I met her, she said that she got a day job and her coworkers wouldn't even approve of her growing on cannabis. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you and Ramel and really all I'm feeling all that. I'm feeling that. Did you receive that, Ramel? Because I, I think I received that. I received that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Matt, I, I cannot tell you Thank you enough. Yeah, I, mean, I can't. This was amazing. Thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate your knowledge, your willingness to share with us and give us some great ideas. And, and I feel like you gave us information we could um, we could build our own wads of cash on. Yeah, I like the wads of cash thing and the unapologetic. Oh, my you know, goodness. I like that. that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The couple so, Maseratis didn't hurt either. <laughs> got me in a couple Maseratis. Yeah, exactly. So, so Matt, I have one last question for you. What is your superpower? Hmm. What is my superpower? Oh, so so my superpower is networking. 
and building teams and being a connector. That that is my superpower. Definitely. Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds that sounds great. You had to think about that a little bit, maybe. <laughs> All I've ever heard from you and Ramel or from Ramel about you is he can he can connect me up with anybody. Anybody, literally. I'll go. That's right. That, hey, the only two people, only two people I cannot do. I cannot do President Obama and I cannot do Oprah Winfrey. Those are the only two I <laughs> Not yet. I, but you know what though? I I actually believe that. I actually believe that you can just anybody else you can manifest up. I totally believe <laughs> that. Really, I do. Matt, um, again, thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Matt Bowman and his winery. The can I try it? Uh, yeah, oh, Micanopy. Did I get that right? The, the, yes. the Micanopy Winery at Countryside Vineyard in Micanopy, Florida. So he has sponsored this episode. So we want to encourage you to look him up. And in their show notes, we will have how All to get in contact. Yeah, mm-hmm. how to get in contact with him because he is the man to know. Okay. All right, friend. Well, thanks again, Matt. Can't tell you thank you enough. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for coming by and listening with us today. We hope you got all the nuggets from that. So it's one that we're out of here, right? That's right. All right. Until next time. Peace peace and and blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.